Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Andrew Lonergan. Left Preston North End from 2000-2011. Currently goalkeeper at Liverpool. So you obviously came through the academy at North End after leaving Blackburn, was it? No. No? No. Oh, that's on Wikipedia. Yeah, no. Oh, I can't um, it. No, that's um, a lie. I can see where it's come from because right. around the time, probably 10 or 11 years of age, I was yeah. playing for, who was I playing for? I played for Fulwood Colts, I don't know if they're still going now, um, next and Villa. In Fulwood Colts, is that Fulwood Amateurs now? It might be. Anyway, Fulwood Amateurs was, was, was still the going. main team. Right, so yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, I was playing there, and then like, obviously Blackburn were quite a big club. Yeah, at the, big time. Club. at the time. Not anymore. They're in a big league anyway. So, um, so yeah, a lot of my friends, like the best players from our sort of team, yeah. went to Blackburn. Right. And I remember the scout used to pest us all the time, come Blackburn. I'm like, no, nah, I'm at North End, I want to stay at North End, because that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, fan and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah. I was a big fan and then you know sometimes I'd look, I wouldn't be jealous but my mates would be at Blackburn and they'd be getting training kit little things that yeah, yeah. we never got that do you know what I mean but it didn't cross my mind to ever leave Preston until I got to about 15, 16 when it starts getting a bit serious and yeah. then it wasn't really even a, it was more outside influences trying to get me to leave than me I made the decision yeah, yeah. and staying do you know what I mean but um, no, I definitely didn't start at Blackburn right that's fine <laughs> um, so obviously you were at Fulwood Colts then and did North End pick you up from there or yeah do you know what I can't really remember I'm sure I was playing Sunday League and just training by the um, Lawfoot Road you had the little yeah. of five side courts we used to train there Um I'm sure I trained on the Astros pitch as well for yeah. school of excellence so that must have been 8 or 9 right. I, I, I don't know whether it was academy, well, call it academy now centre of excellence school of excellence yeah. I don't know whether it was that or it was just they just got lads locally to have a kick about yeah. I can't remember but I remember um, Steve Woods who's now goalie coach at Celtic who played for Preston Yeah, I remember him coming down and doing a session that's probably one of my earliest memories of proper training and I just thought this is unbelievable yeah. Preston's keepers training me and sort of hooked from then on um, <clears throat> how did your sort of opportunity to make your debut come about then because obviously you come through the youth yeah um, it was pretty pretty strange my debut everyone seemed to think my debut was against Watford in the league that was a, like, a big game but I remember my debut when I was 16 at Coventry who were Premier League side does yeah. some good players I think we lost the first leg of the League Cup 3-1 at home and yeah. then I don't know where Dave, Dave and Tepi were presuming they were injured or have you or rested and um, I remember just hearing the squad and I was like right sound I'd only left school like three months before yeah. just weren't bothered because I was travelling even as a schoolboy like Dave and Moise would take me to games for like the experience sort yeah. of thing and help the kit man and what have you so I got on the bus and it was just me and Kelly Moanlin who was the coach but we were still in decent shape he used to train and 
not once did I think I'm gonna play tonight. That's what Callum's playing, I'll be sub buzzing. Got the ground and David Moyes said like what's the pitch like? It's like yeah, it's class. It's like good you're playing. I just remember the same sound. Like, I didn't weren't just weren't bothered at all. Yeah, Never yeah. but I think he told me dad right the day before because See, dad, my dad went. So I'm there's no way that he'd a guest was playing. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, he got he went to every game forever, you know what I mean? Don't come to so many now so I don't I don't play so much but yeah. um I'm sure they gave him the heads up. But yeah I played that game. We got beat four one it sounds <coughs> mad but didn't feel like out of place. And I remember Michael Jackson sent off just before the game. He was on the pitch and the captains are shaking hands and he pulled us like I was in the goal and he pulled us and he just said, We all want you in this, this team, so enjoy yourself and do yeah. your stuff. And I thought, bloody hell. So, um, Bit of a lot of confidence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like looking back, like the way David Moyes and Callum, especially, even um, the secretary, Jeff McDougal, yeah. at the time. The, the, the stuff you did for me like oh, I was not a problem child but probably weren't easy to deal with because yeah. I was involved with England set up and I was having offers from everywhere I didn't get big time or nothing but I just you know you always start thinking well these are going to give me this and give me that and I'm not on about money I'm on about just, you know perks yeah everything right, else you know, that comes with it comes with it so um, they were brilliant but yeah after that game I got back to Preston on yeah. the bus with the lads I think I had a mobile phone, but they weren't, they weren't like just they are basic, now. It was yeah, just a yeah. phone call, so no one's going to ring you at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I remember I used to jump off the team bus at the uh, petrol station at Farringdon Park, because yeah. my mum and dad lived there. So I remember getting off there, walking home, and as I was getting off, um, David Moyes said, normal time tomorrow. And I thought, well, does he mean normal time as a first team player or with the youth team? And I went, what's normal time? And he went, youth team. <laughs> Bollocks. So <laughs> stood at the bus stop at like half seven the next morning to get to bus to town and then bus to deep down. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to walk I used to walk quite a bit but that particular day I thought I ain't walking. No, no, no. So yeah, so I remember getting on the bus and like people, friends of mine from there who arrived going to college or a year below at school, like, oh, what did you do last night? So I played for North End. <laughs> Just mad. Just mental. Yeah. Um, so how how often did you play then before you went on loan to Darlington in 2002? Or? So I played, then my league debuted the same season as my league debut, beat Watford 3 2. Yeah. Um, and then I had, I had loads of injuries, they were more down to like growing pains, yeah. like knee problems. Being young and yeah, Osgood Slice it's called, where basically I remember you just, under your kneecap there's like a tendon and you just you can't touch it. Yeah. Any, any sort of contact, even with your fingers, you're just in agony like yeah. that. There's no real time frame on it. Just when it's, just when it's ready. ready. So I was out for a while, um, and then I used to. When I was fit, I used to pepper. I started going back a bit. Actually, Kellen and said to me after my debut, "You might not play again for a few years." And I was thinking, whatever, whatever, kill. Because yeah. I was very confident at the time. Not disrespecting the other goal, because I just really thought I, I could play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, probably couldn't. I, I, you know, there'd have been so many things that I needed to improve on physically as well yeah um, so I'm like right well Tommy I'm not going to play so I used to go all the time Kel can I go on loan I was only 17 or 18 so yeah. Kel was like when the right one comes you can go on loan because looking back now I get it you're not going to I had gone anywhere I did yeah. went to Darlington didn't know anything about Darlington but I think on the Friday 
I'd trained with Cal and them and he pulled me in he says you want to go on loan I went yeah he said do you not want to know where I said I'm not bothered and he Just said want to play. Darlington he said I don't know if you'll play because they've obviously trained all week yeah. and they've got an experienced keeper he'd played 400 odd games for him sound so he gave me a post call didn't have a sat nav so next day I drove up I was driving at the time drove to um, Darlington with a map and then um, <laughs> got the stadium like the old stadium and the manager's like are you fit I went yeah no he went you're a big lad aren't you I said yeah he went are you fit I went yeah he went, how far can you kick it I said four he went do you want to play I said yeah so I played drew nil nil enjoyed it played on the boxing day got injured the day before boxing day yeah but I thought so not Christmas day Christmas Eve I got injured we had Christmas day off didn't know any physio up there or anything I thought I'm not telling him done my left knee left footed I couldn't kick the ball my left foot so I just kicked it right footed the whole game and, is that um, weird? yeah but I didn't want to let anyone down I yeah. couldn't move and I, I actually played really well at Carlisle and um, after that I just I went back to Preston and think it was Mick Rathbone and I just said and he just went how on earth have you played he said you, you bollocks you need an operation so I had to play because I didn't want to let him down yeah. so uh, that was a story in my first few years really just yeah. getting so far and then getting injured and you know Two steps forward, one yeah, step back pretty all much, the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how was it then, obviously being a young Preston fan, playing for Preston, going online to Blackpool? No, I, do you know what? That was something I really wanted to do because at that point, I was. I suppose when you're playing though, rivalries aren't really the same. As no, well. no, they're not. They are as a fan, are they? They're not. But I went from being a fan to a player, pretty much like that. Yeah. Like one no minute time to think about. Like, it. I remember. Who did we play? Cambridge, when we got promoted from League One to the Champ, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. And I remember going down with my mates on bus, fan bus, and um, watching game, celebrating promotion. There's a picture, there was a picture in it, boss, and me and my mate Mark Peaks, and he's on my shoulders, like, you know what I mean, buzzing. Yeah. And then within a month, you're working with them, your teammates, so, so you're not. Bit surreal. You're not a fan. People who do support, and at the moment, it's putting team player for. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've always been a Preston fan. Perhaps when I finish, that'll be the team I look out for. But at the moment, yeah, it was. um, But when I went to Blackpool, I played for England under 20s, I think it was, the the night before. Right. I played Germany. I think I got my match um, on Sky. How was that for you, getting your call up and stuff like that? Well, I I, I, I was with England from the 15s. Right. So I was like, once you're in the setup, that was it. You're almost. You know what I mean? You yeah. kind of stay in it. So it wasn't you like you well. just got picked from the 20s. No, 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 no. Right. Played like Victory Shields, um, 17s, 18s, 19s. Right. Just playing in the 20s, played at Reading, and then on the way back, got a call saying it's all done, got Blackpool tomorrow. Yeah. So I went to North End and signed what I had to, went to Blackpool. And um, Steve McMahon was like, our oh, keeper's like having a bit of an iffy spell, but he's a good keeper. Yeah. So you'll be on the bench tomorrow. You know, hopefully get you playing anyhow he played Wigan away and he kept a clean sheet and he was magnificent so I never actually played for him right but I just loved like being there being around it do you know what I mean like yeah. class Simon Grayson was there as a player and yeah. obviously I made a decent impression because he signed me once before yeah. and, and what have you so it was um, it's good sometimes it's good just to to have a change yeah. even, even if it was for four or five weeks you know it's good to just, I know um, when I spoke to Luke's for the first episode he um, he was saying, I think it was it was either Phil Brown or Graham Wesley. I think it was Phil Brown when he came back. Yeah, it was because um, I was there. Cause I was leaving. 
yeah, <laughs> and and I think he drove up to Hearts and played a game. Right. And, and I said to him, like, would you not have signed again like, if you had the opportunity? And he was just like, the opposite. To, well, sorry, no, the same to what you said. He was like, no, I couldn't have gone back. I like, remember. Yeah. I needed something different, having yeah. been there for so long. I remember him telling me that because I'm good mates with Dave, real, yeah. real, real good mates with him, and um, he come in. And we've, we've, so when I was coming through, he was a bit older, and there was a bit of a. You, you had your first team, and you had your youth team, and you didn't really mingle with them. They just took piss out of you. Yeah. Like, it's not bullying, but at the time, you think, fuck it. You didn't want to say a word to anyone. Just in case. So I was, yeah. So I, even with Dave, who was cool, cool, even Paul McKenna's another one. Like, you'd think Paul McKenna, as youth teamers, we used to think, what a dick. Couldn't stand him. Yeah. And then you get in the first team, and then I realised his personality, he's just a joker. Yeah. So everything he was saying, when you're 16, 17, you take, you take it, take it personally. Yeah. But when you get to know him, he's one of the funniest men, like top player, one yeah. of the funniest men ever. And I used to absolutely buzz off him. <clears throat> but when you're young, so you don't want to like, it's like Luke's and then you're betraying him, and I'm thinking, just don't catch his eye because he'll hammer me. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it was like, but he didn't. So as we got older, Start started playing friend. golf, friendly with him, yeah. and then he come back, and there was quite a few keepers because he was trying to get me to leave Phil Brown. Yeah. So he's bringing keepers on trial. I remember Dave saying to me, like, as soon as he drove back through gates, he thought, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, don't go back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he but, said, said that. Cause, like I said, I said, would you not sign? And he was just like, literally, as soon as I got to Springfield, I yeah. just thought, nothing's it's, changed here. Yeah, but it's one of them where, like, when he was there, he had successful times. When yeah. I was there, we had. I thought we had good success. You know, yeah. I thought we went as far as we could. You go back and they're not doing as well, and it's a disappointment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like things have changed, and it's not. It's not the same. Mm. It's the same player. It's the same badge, but everything. Everything's different. different yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so then, 2005 went to Wickham. Yeah. I was at. I played two games again there, so I played quite a lot for Preston, um, and then the McLean. So old were you at this point, like 19, no, 18? No, 20, so I, before I went to Wickham I played, started, played the back end of Phil Brown's what, second to last season, started the season, signed a new four year contract with him, gave me number one shirt. With Phil Brown? No, sorry, Craig Brown. Oh Craig right, Brown. yeah, yeah. So I played, 2004, played like from beginning of the season until Christmas yeah January come Billy get Davis was in charge yeah um, I was pretty much was it England on the 21s and Billy pulled me in the January and was like look last week at transfer windows someone's tried to buy you it's like one of the biggest teams in the world it's like right they told me who it was I was like Jesus so then Billy was like we'll do it at the end of the season yeah you know they've said they're happy to do it I was playing and then you know, the January come and I was like buzzing that such a side wanted me and then um, February come training we were flying in the league and I just just landed awkwardly in training yeah done my cruise shirt was out for nine months so then Nashi comes does really well and I'm like I need to play some football yeah. any football and Billy was the same Billy was like no you're not going to mow we'll need two keepers I'm like well not bothered that you need two keepers I need to play so yeah. me and Billy were like oh, I need you just in case I'm like I'm not asked about just in case I need to go Yeah. and then with goalkeepers it's one of them where especially lower down no one's going to go and sign a keeper if you don't need one 
because of the budget, you know, they spent yeah, yeah. on strikers. So Wickham needed a keeper. And um, yeah, went, played Grimsby first game away. Had a right good game, 1 1 0. Yeah. Played the next game, I think we drew 0 0. So I'm not conceded. And then, since training with Wickham, me felt a bit funny. Got in the car, it swelled up, I rang the physio press, and I'm like, knees, knees knackered. Yeah. Drove all the way back up, by the time I got home, it had the size of a balloon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a long drive, isn't it? I know, I had a, I had a scan there, and they said, you've, the operation I had the first time, yeah. wasn't done right, it needs doing again, so I missed like 20 months from like, nine months of my own, not my own fault, but you know, that happens, you get injured, but second time was like medical negligence they call it yeah so I wasted like at the time play for England on the 21s and what have you probably if I hadn't have had that injury who knows what would have what would have happened, happened yeah. So, yeah then I went to Wickham and then <clears throat> could the club not have put a claim in for that the thing is like was, I spoke about it yeah but, like what do I claim for I had a contract I was still getting paid do you know what I mean yeah can't loss of earnings you might say your appearance fees but you're not guaranteed to play anyway true so it's like, for the I, wish, I wish I would have, I would have done with it now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you don't think about that at the time, no, though, do you? No. So yeah, that was that. Was that. It was another, um, last one every week or two, but good yeah. lads and that. Just got to play. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously Swindon in 2006, <laughs> last one. This is good in this. Yeah, I went Swindon, same again, coming back from my injury. Yeah. And um, just had a little, well, she's not little now, she's 13, but meet first daughter. And um, Swindon, I can't even remember who set it up. I can't even remember who manager was at Preston, but anyway, Swindon, I was sound. Two thousand six, it would have I mean, been similar. similar yeah. Might have been. So I put I put it in my sat nav when I set it off. I thought this ain't bad, and I'll click wrong Swindon. So I'm thinking it's not this way, and I put it back. It was flipping miles away. But I got there, and they had a caretaker manager at the time. He said you booked into whatever hotel, sound. Get the hotel, there's no room. No, they not book your room. It's half one in the morning. I'm thinking, this is a shit show. This is a shambles. So I paid for my own room, mate. Going training next day, I said, no hotel. Oh, we said we booked it. I said, there's my receipt. I said, I'm not playing for you. I'm paying to play for you. Yeah. So um, I said, where's goalie coaching? We don't have one. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. Like a little baby at home down there. So I played the first game, I think we drew one all, maybe got beat 2-1, but played well, it was against Hereford in like a bit of a derby that yeah. down there, come off feeling really good, and the next week they had um, FA Cup, Preston won't let me playing it, so I had the week off. Just in case, like... Yeah, well, Preston come in third round, don't they, yeah. they were the first round. Swindon beat an only team 7-0, and Paul Sturrock had got the job, and I come back down on like the Thursday, and they had Torquay away on the Saturday, and he yeah. went... Big man, he said, I watched the game when you played, you did really well. He said, but we kept a clean sheet, so I'm going to stick with Phil Smith next week. When you are. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Phil Smith. Talk here, where? I said, I'm not going to talk here to be so. He went, well, you're going to have to. I said, I'm not. So, by the way, I said, I'm not um, I'm not coming back. So I just got my car, drove back to Preston. Off. So they, they got the supporters for us to pay my wages for a month. Swindon did? Yeah. Right. So I felt a bit like... Shit, you know what? I'm not staying down there. No, no chance to just come back. <laughs> but I'm not doing that. Yeah, so you were what? Ten and a half years, eleven years at North End. Yeah, well, as a full-time employee. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. probably. And 
in that time played under seven managers, six managers, seven managers, I think. Quite a few, yeah. Moisey, Craig Brown, Phil, uh, Billy Davis, Paul Simpson, Alan Irvine, Dan Ferguson, Phil Brown. Yep. What were the sort of highs and lows of working with like each one of them? Each one of them. Moisey were like class, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he left. When did he leave? End of my first no first season we got beat at the playoffs. It was the second season, and like we were just scared to death of him yeah. as youth teamers. Because even though I was like involved with the first team, I was in the youth team dressing room doing all the jobs and that. Yeah, he just had a presence about him that you want. We'll get onto it later, but some don't. You know what I mean? You can yeah. you can see him and just think you're a wet lettuce, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, do you know what I mean? How can I say something else? But um, <laughs> so yeah, he just had that like. Or and like us, me personally, not knowing anything about football because I was new to the like professional scene. Yeah, yeah. You always thought like he's good him, like he's good. Yeah. And you look at the team we are. We had a decent team, but where he got him and how he works, it's just unbelievable. And then Craig, is it Craig Brown after him? Yeah. Brilliant guy. Yeah. Completely different approach to David Moyes. <clears throat> Whereas Craig was dead softly spoken, yeah, could lose it, but rarely lost it. But when he did, Craig was probably more ruthless in a like, you're not playing like he'd drop you, and you won't, if you if you crossed him, that'd be you done. That was it. Whereas Moisey just have it out with you, yeah, and then you'd probably be forgotten about. Yeah. Do you think an element with that of that was because Moisey was a player as well, so he had that sort of connection with the people, that, with not, the players, sorry, that he could do that? Not really, because I think he, he does it, like I spent some time at Everton, yeah. um, and he was the same there, yeah. with world-class players, that's just his personality. It's just how he is. You know, he, he's respected, feared, loved, like, just, that's what you want, Yeah. that's what I want anyway, you yeah. want, if you want a manager you respect, one that you think... If I don't perform or cross the line, it's going to hammer you. Yeah. And then, you know, you love him that he'll go out of his way to speak to you, ask yeah, how your yeah. family or little things like that. Do you know what I mean? Top man. Yeah, top man. Yeah. He's got some stories as well. He's got some stories. He's a great guy. I can't speak highly enough for him, to be honest. He's proper, um, like, he was an international manager for so long. Yeah, and then yeah. come here, and I remember a few of the lads saying, like, oh, it's like his, his training sessions, like international sessions. You know, it was a bit. Different. Different, maybe, you know, having the players every day yeah. to having them for, for a week every six months or whatever. Yeah. So he, he was um, yeah, he was brilliant, but I'll tell you what he could do, he could sign a player. Flipping he got some quality players, like yeah. Rice and Ricardo Fuller and that. Unbelievable. Claude Davis, Ricardo yeah. Fuller. Ricardo's probably the best player I've seen at Preston. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I think... Absolutely. Yeah, maybe Aidan McGeady pushes him close. Yeah, I never, I never, yeah, I never really seen him, but from Fuller that was time, on another level. Um, and maybe Nuge when he first came in. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Nuge was the the different different. Players, aren't like, they? Yeah. Fuller was just so off the cuff that like you'd be watching a game and when he got the ball you, you could sense everyone something's going to happen. Something, Whereas yeah. Nuge was more of a poultry one, you yeah, know, like yeah. you know different players. But. Yes. What was Billy like? Obviously Craig left. Craig yeah. got sacked, didn't he? Yeah. But like him and Billy. Billy was assistant manager, but I think we all knew that Billy was like, was the manager, so to speak. Not at the time, as in like it wasn't picking players or nothing, yeah, but yeah. you just knew like you get your manager and then your assistant, and it's so 
cut and dry. Yeah. But whereas Billy had that thing and you just knew he was a manager. Yeah. Maybe not in title, but you just knew that. He had it in him. He had it in him. Because a lot of the time, most times the assistants are like, you have a crack with them, you have a laugh with them. Yeah. They're like, they're there to be one between. of like, one of the lads, but you know, like an, an still respect. You know, yeah. So, um, but he had it. I remember him hammering, I think, Greeks in a pre season. Greeks was leaving him. I mean, Billy had a set to him, and I was thinking, you know, assistant manager giving him that, and Greece didn't back down, but Billy yeah. didn't. So, um, Billy was brilliant as a manager. I got on with him as a guy, just like, so intense. Yeah. But like, his training was intense. You'd probably train 45 minutes a day, like 11 to 45, but it'd be a proper sharp session, yeah. and he'd be like, right, everyone go, go on, like, get your rest. Yeah, um, Sedgy said, in his episode, he was like coming from Rotherham to North End was just yeah. like a, a reality. Yeah, trip but that was that was the like under Moyes, under Billy Davis, get to Alan Irvine. That was the the like standard your fitness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the bare minimum, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and your training was your training was good, but like, I had a lot of injuries in the Billy Davis time. So when you're injured, it's you know managers they don't need you. Yeah. So it wasn't nothing personal against me but like I'd be in the gym like, I used to come here and marry it use the gym and the pool and talk fitness because we never had much experience yeah. so I was very rarely like in the training ground they'd yeah. come in injured at being at 8.30 or whatever lads won't come in till half 10 right. and I'd be back there at like 3 o'clock treatment so you'd never really see him so but I thought Billy was, was brilliant like yeah what was it like when he left? Like, did you have any idea, or was it just came in and no, he'd gone? No, I, I can't really remember. Because I, I know Sedgy, I think it was, said something about. I think Grezer actually as well. Um, when you go in and you get your pre-season stuff at the end of the season, I think it was Grezer said like, "Oh, we're not going to see him again next year." Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I think there might have been that feeling. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the likes of Grezer, <coughs> Sedge, they were like Billy's boys. Do yeah. you know what I mean? They had really good relationships yeah. for him, whereas I was like a younger lad, injured. I wasn't really bothered. Yeah. I just got a new manager, new new chance because I was getting back fit that that summer. So yeah. ever come in, I thought I'm going to be, you know, showing what I can do. And uh, then Simo come in and start with, I thought, you know, real top man, dead nice guy, down to earth. Um, yeah, he seemed all right, but you know, in the end. <clears throat> just didn't really click with him yeah you I, didn't I didn't I, I couldn't by the end of it I just like when he got sacked or left or whatever I was probably happier than anyone yeah yeah I just didn't Not have just it. things like just the way he used to speak And did he play you much or? I played a bit um, I played a bit yeah I did actually um, but there were just, just things that we like spoke to people and yeah and then the lads start you know I'd never do this but the lads like didn't I give him re- while he's a manager you've got to respect him yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you say to him like in his office yeah it's between you and between him. you and him and I'll tell him what I thought then yeah but you know when you've got a group of 20 20 24 lads you've got to respect him yeah, yeah. but lads were lads were taking piss out of him calling him Simo not that you know like you never call your manager it's always gaffer yeah, yeah, yeah. Simo this Simo that like Remember we lost again. Some, he, he said to someone like, um, "You're fine because they had the wrong gear on." And I'm not gonna say the lad, 
That's it. That's it. He said, uh, "I won't worry about me, mate." No, he goes, "I won't worry about me, Simo. You're getting sacked on Monday." And like, for one, like I was there and I felt so uncomfortable. But you can't in front of all the other lads as you well. You can't. You can't let this happen. You've let this go that far. You've nowhere back. Yeah. Once that respect goes. And do you reckon at clubs like when that happens, do you reckon the board and like the higher ups, if you will, like they do become aware of it? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But because um, I know. Again, all the players that I've spoken to from when Simo was there, um, they've all said pretty much, I think, anyway, like he didn't really make any friends straight away. No, initially, but like, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not, they've all said he's the a same. good guy. Yeah, yeah. But I think the pressure and maybe the results <clears> in the end not going for him just started doing strange things and like, it happens, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, I'm sure, like, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, every, like I said, real, every, real, everyone real else guy, but person, as a person. On a football, yeah. But then he started, like, with me personally, saying things that were like, I'd just spent two years injured and he were like, I was trying to build my confidence up. He gave me a new deal initially, yeah, a yeah. long term deal, and like, really liked me. But then I found when I got back in, he was saying things to me that were making me, like, question myself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't need this shit. I need confidence. Yeah. Like, and he, he, he was doing it to a lot of the younger lads. And then he, he just lost the dressing room, and it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's horrible, like you know what I mean. I know. Uh, <clears throat> I think it was said. You said when you were on that pre-season trip in America. Oh, that was shambles, man. Mella said it was awful. Well, he, he, Mel said that he felt like he spent more time shopping than anything else. Mate, honestly, we got there, and this, this is where it all started. You just jog my memory. So, having been injured for that period of time, yeah, we got there. Training, we we're meant to be training at Nike or something. Yeah, and I remember saying to one of the lads, We ain't gonna train at Nike, we're fucking sponsored by Deodora or whatever. Um, and they're like, You've got a point there, like, you get to Nike, you're not training here. So, like, so we trained on a park. I remember it being like, not the best surface, but it weren't the worst. Yeah, but it was an, okay. hour, an hour from the hotel. So, and it was pouring down every day. So, like, pre season it was pouring down. So, we get there and it's training. It, absolutely belt it down and then you go in an hour soaking wet back to the hotel and normally pre-season double triple sessions yeah you just do it you've got fitness to do it fitness right that, yeah so it was like right well we can't get another pitch today so see you later and lads were like I think we're in Portland and I don't know if they had dead low tax or no tax or something but everyone was cheap as hell yeah so lads were just like Abercrombie Fitch was like the, yeah, the, yeah, the thing, thing. Lads were in there all the time. Kevin Nichols went with one suitcase, come back about eight. <laughs> and, like, and then we had, a, we had a night out, and um, a good night to be fair. Towards end, you always have a night out, you know, yeah, for yeah. like your hard work. <clears throat> oh, before I get back to that, sorry, then we had the games. So the first games at Seattle Seahawks, NFL, yeah. AstroTurf. And I'm like, AstroTurf, I said, um, like, I weren't playing anyway. I think Chris Neal played. Next game was on grass against um, some Mexican team. And then last game was on a, a Portland Timbers baseball ground. And it was like the old school AstroTurf. Yeah. What used to have a deep deal, rock hard. Yeah. I remember going out onto it and I said, Fidio, I can't play on that. Because like, of my knees. Yeah. I've been told not to play on it. And I can't remember if Fidio was. He's like, oh, you know, maybe you should because you haven't played this pre season. Not a chance. And on the edge of the box was a big clay mound where the pitcher. Yeah, and the uncovered ball team, and a free ball come over the top, and I'm running out to clear it, but I've had to go across this mound, and I'm thinking, 
I'm not running on clay with my studs with me rubber studs on with a dodgy knee. So I sort of pulled out and the guy got in front of me and he knocked it in. And afterwards he just started handing me you soft as shit. And I'm thinking, I said, fucking call me anything you want, I'm soft as shit. Yeah. And I said, I'll fucking knock you out. <laughs> like, that's how, how things like that, that wasn't me being soft as shit, that was looking after myself. Yeah. yeah. Which is after two years out. Oh, and I told him that and it was like you won't do that in a league game there won't be a clear mound in a league game yeah it's, it's, not, it's not the same it's thing it's not the same yeah so then we went out that night and everyone's like so yeah. when you go out then do you go out as literally like everyone or is yeah. it players and staff separate? staff don't come out no right so, so it's just players I think Grez was captain it will have been and I remember like so the bus that took us to training or whatever took us we got the hotel we showered and right we're getting on it went to this bar club uh, bar sorry <laughs> And went to this club and I remember yeah. Simo saying like there's a 12 o'clock curfew or whatever and normally 12 o'clock 12 o'clock you're back yeah, yeah. I remember I was just going no chance no and Greza was getting so like Greza was like the captain Greza, everyone's got to get back got to get back 12 o'clock everyone's like Greza no not happening <laughs> and then we come back and I remember Mella Mella was <laughs> we was in like lobby a few of us but I just remember Mel's and um, got to get some like a can out of the machine downstairs before we went up and there was a swimming pool but it was closed obviously it's like 2 or 3 in the morning yeah. and Mel's just like let up floor do a front crawl <laughs> and Paul Simpson comes down bearing in mind we're like 3 or 4 hours late and he just went alright lads like friendly what are you doing and Mel went just going for a dip like swimming <laughs> on the floor and he never said nothing and I thought if that was Moisey or oh, you, you wouldn't have been out yeah so that's just you know he just he just went how, how bad it had how got how bad it had got yeah. um, but Mel's Mel's weren't a bad lad like Mel's was a good lad but he was just, just funny do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. and the timing of it you know just one of them comedy moments Mel yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so then Alan Irvine came in um, I suspect you'll probably say the same as everyone else good coach Brilliant. Yeah. Never like just having David Moyes back. Yeah. But a bit more mellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, as intense. But that might have been because I was a bit older. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, you're seeing things differently. Yeah. yeah. I played every, every every single game that he was manager. I played for the club. Yeah. Like, you know, I think I played about 148, 49 in a row. Um, just loved him. He he just made it so simple. Yeah. Like, right, you defend here, you win games with clean sheets. And then we work on the next wing. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. initially you come in, he showed us some clips of our back forward being left back up here, centre half here, right back up here. You know there were no shape to yeah. us. And then he sort of did like a presentation with a split screen and then he showed Liverpool with Sammy Pierre, Carriger, might have been Steve Finnan and whoever at left back. And the way the back four moved up and down together, they yeah. never stopped moving. There was always if the ball went forward to get three yards, drop the yard the amount of offsides they got and then we just watched it and something just clicked that's right we knew we were a bit all over the place but we didn't think we were that bad yeah and we didn't know they were that good yeah and then we just went on from bottom of the league to 14th or whatever comfortably I was going to say in the end it was quite comfortable wasn't it that first season playoffs and then he got sacked in like I remember lads like I don't know who chairman might have been Derek top man Derek right to be fair but lads like what are you doing like Fans like 
Maybe we went fans for homes and all that kick off, but I remember like yeah, people saying I think it was around that time that the was it Payne Online yeah. was sort of saying like, oh, negative football boring and all this. I'm thinking like I would say you've got to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Darren Ferguson, top man, what a guy. Yeah. Promised attacking football. Well, you might win four three one week, but you'll get beat four 0 the next. Yeah. That's not as a as a fan. You can't want attacking football and then hammering when you can see goals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, the, there's the got be- to be a balance. Best there? team in the world <clears throat> play attacking football and win games 95% of the time. Yeah. You champ, you can't. You know what I mean, how many footballing teams? Wolves have done it. Cardiff won it last year. They're not a footballing team. They're anti football. Yeah. How many footballing teams in the champ win the league? Not, not many. many. Not, not many. many at all. You know? So, but he was he was class, what a class guy. Everyone loved him. Yeah. But like, well, he could switch as well. Like, I remember he gave Parker bollocking months at Southampton, and then I don't know if said you told you this. So like, sat there and think three 0 down at half time, and Irvine's come in, and he's like, say fifteen minute half time. So he started off, and he used to always go in like the shower area with his staff and a laptop and probably look at the thing and they're probably calming down yeah, yeah. and then he'd come out and, and he'd try and be positive but he'd come, come in so for 14 and a half minutes of the 15 he has give Parky the biggest bollocking I've ever seen right <laughs> <laughs> he was hammering him and the week before Parky not that he was late for training he was always late but he was late and I'll remember fucking late for training you don't do this you don't do that you've been offside 15 times you've not <laughs> held the ball at once he says you've been fucking awful he says that's the worst I've ever seen he said in fact you've been that bad <laughs> I'm not taking you off I'll be doing you a favour I'm keeping you on him he's gone Sergi you're off <laughs> Sergi just went, what what and Parker just looked at him and went I'm sorry pal <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we got it back to 3-2 but obviously we got beat and then on the bus on the way on Parker was like it calmed down, but like dead quiet. But then after a few hours driving back to Southampton, you know, people get a bit lively and such. Yeah, yeah. Remember Parky saying, "He said I've had some bollocks in my time." <laughs> I was up there with the top one of them. <laughs> they were unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. It's a good bloke, then. Yeah, class. He's what he should be a manager. I don't know if he doesn't want to be one because of all the uncertainty yeah, that he should be. I was going to say I spoke to Mel's briefly about it he's had a bit of a bad day hasn't he yeah, I, don't, I don't know the <clears throat> ins and outs of everything I've, and I've not, I feel bad for saying but I've left it that long to speak to him that I haven't spoken to him in years do you know what I mean I know yeah. like, I see David Moyes the other week and I see Mick Rathbone now and again and I'll always say send Alan my best Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have spoken to him but I regret that because he's such a good guy Yeah. Um, so then obviously you touched on it before Darren Ferguson nice bloke Promised attacking football. Yeah. What went wrong? Players weren't good enough. Yeah. That's what I think went wrong. Um, it's easy to blame a manager all the time. But the players, while they were good enough to play, I think we lost a few anyway, but good enough to play on Irvine's way, which was very rigid, 4 yeah. 4 2. To play, even if Fergie played 4 2. 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 yeah. he wanted to play his Peterborough style but Peterborough had Aaron McLean Mikel Smith George Boyd yeah. they scored they probably scored 50 goals between three of them we never had that you know we had big strikers we had Mella Parky Brown who weren't that type you know what I mean Yeah, they yeah. weren't that type of player they needed to be played with two, two up front with yeah. a big man little man sort of thing and I just think that he's I just think the players weren't up to it Yeah, up to what he wanted 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was that was it. There was no like, you know, I mean, towards the end, he alienated a few, but I don't believe that was his fault. I think that was, well, I know that was the club's fault. Yeah. yeah. So he cut, cut, cut the wage bill, and then he had to do it, and he did it with too many big characters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Too many at once. Too many, like you had Mel's, um, Chappie, yeah, Neil Collins, who was an absolute fucking character, like one of the best about. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So like nearly like, well, he probably didn't play as much as. Yeah. You know, he's not, really he's not remembered that. much, but <clears throat> in the dressing room, speak to any lads, he was a proper character. Yeah. So you get Mella Chappie was Chappie was the same. He was like a Tourette's or something. He was proper like just never shut up. Yeah. Mel's was Chappie's best mate so you've got three of them there so then the other three or four what might not be like that get in that environment with them and then all of a sudden you've got five or six of them that are just causing pain yeah. <laughs> so it was like flipping yeah just didn't work out didn't yeah. work out but yeah. I, I, that weren't him that was that that was Maurice Lindsay chairman at the time weird really like and I can't remember exactly what he said but when we went down and he released a statement and it was just the weirdest thing yeah. I've ever read well obviously with Ferguson he's told Ferguson to cut the wage but he yeah. slashed all them but in that summer I signed a four year deal under Alan Irvine and um, that summer I got player of the year for two years in a row and yeah. in the summer he said to me um, like well he said to my agent club's financially on its ass. Yeah. You need to sell some players. He says you're like top earner and worth the most out of the current squad. We need to sell you. So I'm like, fair enough. I was twenty six at the time. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. I said like we're only going one way at this rate. I yeah. could see it coming. And um and then he like said, Oh one and a half mil for him. So like clubs were coming in and making offers and he was saying, not one and a half mil. I'm not talking. Anyhow, they got the bit of one and a half mil. Yeah. So I like agreed. I know it shouldn't happen, but it does. I agreed with a club that I'm going to sign four years on whatever. Yeah. Happy days, Premier League. So the final bit of one and a half mil goes in, and he just said, "Nah, I want two and a half." And they've gone. All the summer you've been saying one and a half. So they were trying. They put about three or four bids in. Yeah. Just seeing, seeing. Not one and a half. Get to one and a half, we'll do it. He just said no. And then I'm like, what do you mean? No, you've, you've said all summer. My head was like, that's been out of the club all Yeah, but, but then you start resenting the club yeah. for one person. So he started giving it. No, no, I've decided I want two and a half. We need to raise a bit more money. And So anyhow, I, I, spoke, I spoke to Dan Ferguson and he was sound about it. He's like, well, I don't want to sell you. No way do I want to sell you. But yeah. he said that. Did Baron not say something like... You're the best keeper in the world. No, he said he wanted 20 million for us at the time. But he was, I know what he was saying. He was saying he don't want to sell me. Yeah. Which is fair enough. And I said, look, I, need, I want to go. I says, this this place, is, I said, you're going to go down next season. I said, not against you. I said, if it carries on, you're going down. Yeah. He went, no, no, we're not. We're signing X, Y, and Z. And I said, I bet you know you don't sign him. He was like, I'm telling you, he told me I'll sign him. They didn't sign him. Yeah. So that, this is where I feel for him. Like, you know. And I sold down the. And I stayed there. And we we did. We just we went down, didn't we? Yeah. We were just it was just embarrassing. Phil Brown coming then and then. Well, I think the the crowning moment for me because I, I never really didn't I didn't not like Phil. Yeah. I think the the crowning moment for me I don't know if you remember it was the Friday night game against Hull on TV. I think we got beat two now. I um, remember. We were awful. Yeah. It was one of the worst. Even. 
compared to like how we were under Wesley, it was yeah. like one of the worst I'd seen us play. And at, at that point, I was just like, he needs to go. Yeah. We need a change. But then again, we want a thought like that because once you're inside it, you think like, the matter who comes in. Yeah. Players were not good enough, and when not not good enough to stay up, just just going for a bad time and. Never gonna get never. That's why we're never gonna get promoted. Yeah. No, not in a million years. But it shouldn't have gone down. But then you're getting beat every week. You're thinking, Fuck it, when's the next? It's like a rut, and yeah. when, when it's once you like that, and then you look at league and you're three points adrift, not so bad. Yeah. Six points adrift, nine points. You're like shit. It's happening. What can you do? So yeah, it's tough times. But top man didn't like. Did a lot of good things like widow lads. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like tra- what training at Man United. Obviously, his, his dad. Yeah. Our pitches were flooded off Rosen's. Always be there. Just things like that, you know. He, then we took us all to a casino for a meal and paid for all drinks and that in Manchester. Just, just a good Little guy. Things, just yeah. a good guy, mate. So obviously he left. Phil Brown came in. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> Horrendous, mate. <laughs> Horrendous. Sorry. It's weird because I've spoken to some people, and then obviously I've heard Parky on his podcast. Can't stand him. And then I, I hear other people, and it's like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Basically, if I'm like, I get, I get on with everyone, yeah, right. Unless someone pisses me off in a way that I feel they've done you, they've done you, then yeah. I'll, I'll just cut them out. Yeah. I'm not interested in them. So, yeah, with him, he come in full, full of what he does. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, sound. He's a good salesman, isn't he? Good appointment. And you know what? He's a, I think he's a decent manager. Yeah, I do. He had that squad. Yeah, I think, yeah. He's, I think he's a good manager. I, went, I remember going to a fans forum with him up in Lancaster. I think it was just after the time. I remember walking out thinking like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, he can talk. Yeah, I yeah. feel really yeah. confident. Yeah, so he come in, and Wayne Brown, the centre half, had him at Hull. Yeah, and he Wayne's story is very similar to mine. How we done Wayne over, but at the time that happened to me, so I was like. Wayne Brown was another character, so I was like, Brownie, just like, he's, I think he's alright, and Brownie's like, trust me. He's not. Something will happen here, just one of these lads, and you'll say, Brownie, you were right. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, but he seems alright. He goes, he does seem alright, but I'm telling you now, something will happen to someone in here. But just before he got the job, um, I got a text from my agent or something, and it said, Phil Brown's getting your job. So I read it out loud in the dressing room, and Wayne Brown needed what, three or four more games to activate a new contract because he played the whole season Yeah, and Brownie's face just dropped and he just went fuck me I need snookers meaning there's no way he's going to play them games under him Yeah. so he played first one and Brownie's like two more games lads went two more games Brownie get your new deal he went I'm telling you now it's not going to happen it's not going to happen so anyhow so in the January um, Cardiff bid for me on deadline day and we had a game that evening we were playing at Barnsley so I'm sat in the hotel like this, having my pre-match meal. Sent on Sky Sports, like Preston reject bid for for me from Cardiff. So I'm like, I knew they were going to bid. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think he'd get rejected. So I was just waiting. So like, I had a flipping uh, my kit bag, and then I had some like jeans and trainers. So I thought I could be going down there, and I don't want to go down in my tracking. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Just got rejected. Morris Lindsay who refused to talk to me in the summer about being sold refused, wouldn't meet me, wouldn't answer my calls. And I told Fergie, I said, you're getting one and a half million here, you'll get nowhere near that next year. Yeah. 
at all. Morris that left me a message, never replied to me. So they bid and Morris said it was derisory. And I went I said to Phil at the time, it was a derisory. I said, tell you now, you leave it again and I'll go on free transfer. Yeah. Because you're going down and you'll need to get rid of me. And um, Phil's like, no, no, we, we can't let you go there. Like, they were top of the league and I'm like, I need to go. Like, it's a chance, you've already done me once, I need to go now. Yeah. No, we can't, we can't, we can't replace you, blah, blah, blah. Played that evening, transfer window shut, done. Then about a week later, it must have been, pulled me in the office and gone, how long have you been here? I said, all my life. And he went, been here too long, it's time for you to move on. And I was like, Are you having a laugh? You're taking the piss, transfer window shut. You could have done it a week ago. I want to bring Ian Turner in. I said, you could have brought him in a week ago. Yeah. Um, so from then, <clears throat> I just thought, not got the time of the day for no you. No way. And then I went to Everton training with them because we signed Ian Turner from yeah, Everton yeah. and Moyes was like, come in with us. Yeah. And I thought, I thought he was just doing me a favour. Moyes was like, Mick Rathbone was like, he doesn't do favours. He wants to have a look at you. So then I went there, really enjoyed it, but I had to come back and sit on the bench at, at Preston. Yeah. Never spoke to him at all. And then um, the summer, we sat down at the end of the season like you always do and he's like you need to go and I was like give me a free transfer and I'll go because yeah. you're not going to get any money from me yeah. so I've not played for 25 games and um, oh, I don't know if I can do that I don't know if I can do that um, but surely though for him there comes a point where he has to because if he doesn't then you're just going to go like your contract's going to well, run out this is, this is what happens so then I went to so I was training by myself in yeah. the pre-season at North End yeah. didn't want to train with, with his lot so I was in the gym and then um, Leeds bid for us like agent texted me saying bid's accepted yeah. like the sound so I went out I thought I'll, I'll give him courtesy to tell him yeah. so I went out I said yeah go in Leeds see you later he's like right all the best good one you know. so I went went to Leeds and I was on my way to Leeds <coughs> David Moyes rang it's like do you want to sign Brenton? Won't mind. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Leeds, done a medical, but the chief exec was on holiday, so I couldn't sign anything. Went back to Moise's house, spoke to him, went to Everton the next day, but Preston didn't know about this. So we thought if Preston find out this is happening, deal up the price, because it was a minimal fee what I went for. And um, with Everton being in the Prem, obviously, they'd try and get more money. So I just sat on it for a bit. Yeah. Went back to Preston the next day and Phil's like, What are you doing? I'm like, well, I can't sign, there's the chief exec's on holiday. So it's getting negotiated. I've done my medical, everything's fine, I'm gonna sign for him. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, it dragged and dragged and dragged. And then Everton come in, Morris again. I wanted three times more than Leeds were willing to pay. So I'm like, this is just ridiculous. So Phil was panicking now, thinking, if he don't go, I've got a youth team goalkeeper to play on Saturday in league. So I remember him saying to me, like, it's dead friendly with me one day. So, so what's happening where, where are you going I said, uh, said I, I said I'm, I don't know yet I said I'll, I'll go when I'm ready ah, but we need to bring in a goalkeeper I said it's not my fucking problem Phil yeah. not my problem at I all I said you've had so many opportunities he's like yeah I know but you want to get fixed up don't you I'm like I'm not really asked I'm quite happy here I wasn't yeah. and then um, it's like a few days after it's like I think he started to shit himself a bit he's gone I've heard you're not a bad keeper. It's not him. It's like, you what? They're in League One, weren't they? Yeah. He's gone, I've gone, you what? He went, I do fancy um, playing on Saturday. It's like, for you? I went, yeah, I went, nah. <laughs> Didn't know, my, my thing got sorted. But yeah. I just thought, 
but I look back and I think. Who was it? Was the youth team that was it Andreas or Stavros? Yeah, we called him. Yeah, um, decent keeper, but never like never good enough to play for Preston. Yeah. No offence to him, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to Leeds from there. But I wish like I don't wish, but I look back and I think like Preston I had two years after my contract, a good contract and. Because it was my first move, I was just keen to get it done. Yeah. But I think the way I look at it, I could have done Preston out of fortune because I was entitled to a lot of cash yeah. and I just left. And I look back now and I think, like, you know what I mean? I should have done, for me, more to. Yeah. What you, what you were owed. You know, because I, I went to Leeds for less money than I was getting Preston. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because. You wanted to move, wanted, wanted to, to play go for Leeds, you know. Yeah. Since then, when I've moved. I've made sure that if the club wanted me out, they were giving me something to go, yeah. which every player does. But because I was like not young in age terms, but I never moved, so it's my first move. I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah. Didn't know how it went. You know, I was, sometimes I wish I wish I'd have just stayed at Preston a bit longer and played like got to three hundred games or something. Yeah. Perhaps in, when they went to League One, I could have gone back up and celebrated a bit of success with them. Yeah. But it is what it is. It is what it is, mate. Um, Obviously, then, like you said, gone to Leeds. How was that? Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was a big, um, big difference. Like I've said this before, and I think I might have said it in the book. Yeah. The, uh, the North End book. Like Preston's like a really good club, but yeah. nobody outside of Preston gives a shit about Preston. It's a fact. Whereas you know Leeds, what? you're not the only person that said that. It's, it's really true. It's really, really true. Like people know the club, and in football, a lot of people. I've got a connection somewhere along the line. It's a guy at Liverpool who was a masseur at Preston mm. in 2006. So we, they always look out for him. Yeah. No one's really that, that bothered. Yeah. There's Leeds. Everywhere you go, there's Leeds fans. Yeah. Every everywhere you go, and it's like it's quite a like how do you say it? It's a one club city in it. Preston is obviously, but Leeds is massive. Yeah. Massive, and I loved it, mate. I loved like when I remember playing at Ellen Road, thinking like. This proper footy, this like the atmosphere and everything, and yeah. just got stale at Preston. You know what I mean? I'm sure I felt like how I felt when I signed for Leeds. I'm sure I felt like that for my first 50 games in North End. Yeah. You know, like that buzz. But I got it there, and it was it was quality. We struggled, like we struggled season, and it's a bit of turmoil because the fans hated Ken Bates, the chairman. Yeah. So like the, the fans were singing about him throughout the game, and it probably distracts you a lot of it. Not distracts us, but. They probably let us off the hook because we weren't great that season, but they were more bothered about having the chairman. Yeah, so, but I love the Leeds fans, mate. They were class. So then, how did you move to Bolton? Come about from that? Um, that came about. To be fair, it was like February time. The transfer window shut, but there was a few rumours. Yeah, I was getting told Owen Coyle like keen to sign you next summer if you ask Alan goes, which they thought he would do. Um, but they'd been they tried to buy me when I was at North End when Burnley went up that year do you remember yeah, yeah. they tried to sign me that year but that was one of them where I'm like oh, I can't go Burnley I, I didn't really want to go Burnley yeah um, so then Owen Coyle and his staff moved to Bolton and obviously still had interest still had interest yeah, and yeah. Um, then like, I played the whole season for Leeds and then Warnock come in top man Warnock and he, and he was like look I you've done great for me but Paddy Kenny's available and he goes you know I always sign Paddy <laughs> sound he's honest isn't it? Yeah. do you know what I mean it's like, at least he's up front he's like you can, you can stay if you want but I've got four offers on the table for you so which one do you want to go to I knew he did well the offers obviously and he told me I said I want to go Bolton yeah. like 
it's 15 minutes from my house. Yeah, and, makes sense. And like, no wonder Bolton are struggling because they're throwing like mad contracts around and everything was just like, just like, I didn't even negotiate, I just went in and gave me this deal. I'm like, Jesus Christ, where's the pen? Yeah. Um, but, Not going to say no to it. But also, I wanted to like, I thought they were going to go up because the squad they had, they just come down from the Prem. Yeah. I thought they were going to go up. Some unbelievable players like Sephardin. Martin Petrov, Marcus Alonso, do you know what I mean? Wheater, Tim Ream, class players, Kevin Davis. Yeah. Eagles at the time was doing well. Um, Keith Andrews, but it just never never happened. We, we had a push for it, but I think we missed out on goal difference last yeah. game of the season. So it was, but that was a, I love that place, like the facility, it's a Premier League club. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's just it was class, Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a really good setup. Um, I loved it there, done three years, and then, um, contract was up and obviously like there's me and Adam Bogdan and Ben Amos come on loan when we both injured and did really well so like the club were looking at it and saying like we ain't got much money yeah so probably going to re- release everyone yeah but still like they, they have to release you but then you can negotiate so I spoke to him about staying but it just I didn't thought, happen I, I, I thought just see what's out there on a free yeah. and end up going to Fulham which is like something I really wanted to do for a long time every football wants to play for Fulham I know it sounds mad really? yeah just the location I suppose just, just, just yeah, honestly yeah. Every, most footballers say I'd love to play for Fulham it's just just to live down there mate it's just unbelievable yeah so um, yeah went to Fulham and it was class enjoyed it yeah I loved it yeah. Yeah. see yeah. I'm like if I if I go to London, it's like yeah. I can do two or three days. That's, and I'm done. that's what everyone thinks, but like that's if you go to London as a tourist, you go. I suppose it's hundred miles an hour. You go it? Leicester Square, Piccadilly Circus, all yeah. that. But when you live there, like, I lived in Wimbledon, right by the tennis, and it was like it's like its own little town. Yeah, like, its own town centre. Yeah. So there's two parts of it: it's Wimbledon town and Wimbledon village, where all rich, like all like yeah. Boris Becker and them live. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I was like in between, and it was just beautiful, mate. Massive parks. You take just family. Yeah. It was just nothing like people from up here would imagine. Yeah. It was like if I turned right, I was into London. If I turned left, I was in Surrey countryside. It was just unreal. Mental. Do you know what I mean? Sounds pretty good to be fair. Honestly, mate, it was class. In fact, um, you can get anything you want 24 hours a day. I hope <laughs> delivered to your door. Yeah, yeah you don't get that up here. Yeah. Um, so then. Wolves, how did that come about? Was that yeah? Um, well, I was at Fulham and I had a two-year deal. I was playing really well, and um, then you kind of it's coming yeah. with the Spanish staff, and they just had a different way of football. Like obsessed with playing out from the back, yeah. obsessed to the point where it was like suicide. And I was doing it, but I got the impression they went happy with how I did it. Yeah, and I was like, Do you know what? Need to move. Stick it up your ass. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And a new Wolves like transfers don't just nine times out of ten don't just happen. Yeah, just yeah. two or three months before the end of the season. So I knew that Wolves were like really keen to do it. Yeah. I'm like Wolves big club. This is this is probably not the time of career I've gone. I've moved because of the finances. I thought yeah, give yeah. me more money. I can be at home. I can travel. It's not easy. But like I'll do it for the extra money yeah and then I got to Wolves and done my medical and I just I just felt at the time just thought it's not right this, but I did it and just turned my own way had five managers in one season I Jesus. played shit for him when I played I did I was shit is that when they went 
Did they come down from the Prem and then go no, straight no. down to League One? No, they were, they've been, yeah, but then they come back up. So they've been in Championship a season, right. I think, and then I went and Carly Kemi was a goalkeeper, he was a quality keeper, yeah. but he had a lot of injuries, so I thought, well, I'm going, he'll play, but I will play 15 games a season. Yeah. I played about 12 games, had some good ones. I just couldn't find any rhythm. Yeah. I, I would just. Yeah, I weren't, I weren't great at Wolves, and it good club and that. Yeah, yeah. Sound people, but I couldn't set Like, I ended up travelling from Preston to Wolves every day because I just couldn't. I had a house with Connor Cody, who's now captain. Yeah. Me, Connor, I like on Mike Williamson, who played for Newcastle. We lived together. Literally, there is nothing to do in Wolverhampton. Our highlight of our night, we get home training, and me and Con, we'd all go to bed. We'd all go to our rooms, have a sleep for about three hours, wake up about seven o'clock, and Connor would go. Fancy going Tesco, so we walked to Tesco, buy some sweets, and walk home. That was that was all we did. So in the end, me and Connor were like, we'll just drive. So I'd drive, pick him up at Haydock, and we'd drive down. But it just it become too much. He was he lives Liverpool, or he's yeah. from Liverpool, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But he, but he, we used to get a train, and he was buzzing. He's like, it's sound this train, and it's only an hour. And I'm like, for you it is, but I'm coming from Preston, yeah, so it's yeah. like an extra hour, an extra flipping thirty minutes on it. Then I've got to get from there to my house. And he's like, nice no, sound. Oh my, flipping it. It was, just, it was just too much, man. Yeah. Just too much. So then back to Leeds. Yeah, back to Leeds, yeah. I had um, like Nuno come in. Yeah. Who seemed a, a wicked guy. Obviously a brilliant manager. Yeah. But I was just like, I suppose Paul Lambie in this season and I'm just, I'm not happy. So I'm, I'm travelling too much. Just, just unhappy, like. It was yeah. Just bored and like, just being there all the time and and what have you I said I'm happy like training and that great set of lads but when I go away from the club I'm just like Bored. I'm doing everything to get home and I'm setting off at half five in the morning to miss the traffic and he's like fully understand he said like what do you want to do and all that lot and I said well give us a free transfer and we'll call it quits because I was due to sign on fees yeah, and what have you yeah. so just give us a free transfer and call it quits so we did and um, had a few options West Brom we were in the prep at the time was like the number three Hull, Wolf, uh, Leeds, and someone else as well. But like, to be fair to Leeds, Victor Orta, who's a director of football, yeah, he was peppering me, like ringing me all the time. And it was one of them where like he really wanted me to go. So that makes a big difference. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You feel wanted, don't you? Whereas West Brom at the time, when Tony Pulis had like a director of football, and yeah. it was like, Pulis really want me, or is it you bringing me in? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Victor was, I know he was a director of football, but I knew. The way they work, especially the foreign, like the foreign managers, actually just a coach, the director of football is the main, yeah, main man. So yeah, I went back there. Tough times really with like playing side of things. Do you know what I mean? We never got any, never got any rhythm going. And then I had um, who was in charge when you went back? Thomas Christensen. Oh yeah, good guy, mate. Good guy. Started off really well, and then a few. So that wasn't that around the time that they started getting like the investment and stuff. After it was just so, after so, Chilino, yeah. So, the new chairman come in who was top man, yeah. Um, Andrea, Victor, and then this staff, um, really good. And then we lost a few games and just sacked. Do you know just what I mean? Bah. And Paul Eckingbottom come in, but he came in in February, so he couldn't really. They went down the route of signing a lot of young, yeah. unproven foreign players' leads, so like they weren't ready for the first team, but Eckingbottom was stuck. His own signings, he'd done to the end of the season, got sacked. Then Bielsa come in, yeah. But obviously, Bielsa was taking over 
he took over say first of July but it'd obviously been in the pipeline because yeah. he'd gone through what he wanted in his squad yeah. and he didn't want a 34 year old English goalkeeper he wanted what he's got now the Spanish yeah. style you know which is fine so I had a year there um, agreed to cancel my contract cancelled it side for Middlesbrough <laughs> Happy so, days. Yeah, yeah. Never played at Borough, but could enjoyed it. Last play. Great yeah. lads. Wicked training ground. Purest sound. Top man, like. Yeah. A bit like Warnock. Yeah. Like, yeah a bit mannerisms. Yeah. But just, I liked him. You know, I know he gets a lot of stick done if he's like, they call it Purest Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's quality, mate. And Jonathan Gould, who was. At got, Borough. He was at Borough's goalie coach. He was the, he's back at Preston yeah. now. He was a, a player with me at Preston when I was younger. Yeah. So he was there, and I'm like, sounds. Went up there for a year, and um, yeah, that was that. It was Hugo on loan there as well yeah. when you were there? What's yeah. he like? Yeah, yeah. I spent some time with him on holiday. He's a um, proper top man. Yeah, top man. And then went on loan to Rochdale. Yeah, they had. Um, Did you play at Rochdale? Yeah, or? they had. Uh, like, there was three of us at Borough. There was Randolph, who's probably the best in the league. Yeah. Never gets injured. Never makes a mistake. Like, so consistent. So he's like. Like top man and all, and then there's me and Dimmy, who was um, a bit of a borough legend. And Gilly yeah. was like, he's a legend, so we, we don't know whether we can like leave him out of the squad. And I'm like, Gilly, just watch us train. He goes, I know, I know, but you know, he's, he's a legend, isn't he? So, like, me and Dimmy were like sharing. Because Dimmy went up with Borough, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dimmy was like 40 odd years of age, top man. Is he that old? Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. But like, you know, he weren't. He's a good keeper, yeah. but he weren't a training goalkeeper. He couldn't really move right. in training. Yeah. It's really quick, you know. But he played well when he played. But um, yeah, so then I was like, I can't be arsed with it. Like, I don't even, don't even want to be subbing the champ. Never mind, alternating. Yeah. So then, like, Gouldy said to me, uh, Rochdale went, do you want to go on loan? And I went, yeah. He went, you are. <laughs> he said, the, he said the bottom of League One. I said, I'm not asked, mate. I said, just want to play. I'll just go. Yeah. And um, so I went to Rochdale, they were bottom, and played about eight games, I think. We ended up at 14th, so I had like a really, really good, like, I just got, like, my, it was like old school football. Yeah. I was just in there. I didn't have to worry about anything apart from I get it, I kick it, I catch it when it comes in the box, and I make saves, and I made loads of saves, and like, everyone was dead, like, you know, like buzzing off me being there. Yeah. And it gave me a bit of confidence, and I was like, yeah, I still can do it. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was good. It was really good. And then obviously, contract ran out at Borough, was it? And yeah. End of your contract. Yeah. And then you got the call. Yeah. Yeah. Right. From um, I was laughing because I played in pre-season against Seville. Yeah. I said to one of the lads, my last game was against Scunthorpe for Rochdale. <laughs> playing, playing against Seville in front of forty-five thousand at uh, Fenway Park. But. And the day, mate, it's a game of footy, and I always say to young keepers, no matter what level you play at, don't change. You're in goal, yeah. and the opposition going to try and score past you. Yeah. So you just keep out the net. It doesn't matter. Obviously, like the level I'm at now, more often than not, if you get a chance in 12 yards, they're going to bury it. Yeah, yeah, Whereas in League One, for example, I never had that feeling. Every time someone got a 1v1, I'd more often not save it. Yeah. But I knew I was going to save it. You can just tell by how they... So, um, yeah, like obviously the speed of the game, the yeah. tactics, that changes. But as a goalkeeper, if you can stop the ball going in the net, you do your job. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Some managers disagree now, and it's more how many passes he makes. Right. But the gaffer, like, 
Gaff at Liverpool wants your keeper to play. But it's not the be all and end all, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some like really. Still wants you to be a keeper, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, good. So, what was it like in the Super Cup? Yeah, it's, it's difficult to explain because, like, you get a medal, but. I didn't do anything for that. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So I, I mean, feel like, like the, a bit the, of a chance the, of like, do you know what I mean? But like the atmosphere and being there. Yeah, you know what? I'd love to have been. I was hoping we'd have got a, a Turkish team in the Champions League because yeah. I'd have loved to have been. It was at Pasiktas, this Galatasaray, Fenerbahce. I'd love to go to one of them stadiums when it's the audio A team. Yeah. This was full, but it was a bit of a neutral crowd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the atmosphere is still good, you know, like the atmosphere, like when the mainly Liverpool fans, to be fair, Turkish Liverpool fans, when Chelsea had the ball whistling and all that, yeah. I just love to be in, you know, I'd love to see that atmosphere of proper Turkish football, yeah. you know what I mean? It's crazy, isn't it? Unreal. But it was it, no, it was good, it was a really good um, occasion. Cool. Um, I think we'll call that a podcast then. Lovely. Um, thank you very much for coming. No problem. Uh, Gets me out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, now that's brilliant. Says I'm okay, so I'm fine with that. I guess I'll be alright. The crutches gone, the feelings coming back to me. Even when it all seemed black. Yeah, you know it's alright at times. Just don't leave me here all alone We're crossing bridges we haven't discovered yet Let's take things nice and slow well, My brain is moving faster than the speed of light Let's see how far this goes Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times Just don't leave me here all alone When the walls are closing Sing or swim When the walls are closing in Do you lose or win? Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright Just don't leave me here all alone Just don't leave me here all alone Just don't leave me here all alone